Welcome to the Canicuck Institute podcast, where we continue to equip leaders with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. And welcome back into the Canicuck Institute podcast. Keith Chancy and Chad Hampsh with you. Uh, excited today, Keith. It's been a little bit, but excited to be back talking about spiritual gifts. Um, if you would, Keith, remind us just uh, 30 seconds. What why are we talking about spiritual gifts and why are they so important for us to understand? You know, Chad, that's a great question because I think all of us out there would say that we believe we have some type of gift or another. But when you don't understand your gift, Chad, what happens so often is that we don't really get along real well because we're always um, misunderstanding that someone's gift is not in opposition to us. It's to complement us. And so we see people as the enemy sometimes because they don't talk like me. They don't act like me. But yet really a lot of that has to do with the gifting that God gave. And so we've been talking a lot about the gifts. You know, we talked about exhortation. We talked about, you know, other gifts that we've seen that are really important. And now we're going to look at another gift today that I think is really going to encourage the audience. Yeah, for sure. So we're talking about the gift of teaching mm. and, uh, and, and all of us either, have been impacted by a teacher or maybe have a good relationship with a teacher, or maybe you have the gift of teaching. So let's start with a little bit of a framework. What do we know, Keith, to be true about, um, about the gift of teaching? And then maybe let's look at a couple texts that will help us kind of wrap our minds around it. You know, Chad, the, the word teaching is, is from the Greek word, uh, didasko, and it means to teach, literally to teach. It's a master. It's a teacher. It's someone that is uniquely gifted with the ability to communicate truth accurately. And so when we see that, we go, these people that teach truth accurately sometimes can offend us because if you're not speaking truth and these guys have the facts, they're not really going to feel good about us. And so it's interesting to watch those people that we know. Let me give you an example. When I was in college, uh, my professor of biology there at Washita Baptist, I didn't like him so much. <laughs> And the reason was he was an incredibly gifted teacher and he required facts and he didn't want you talking outside boundaries. He knew exactly what he wanted us to know. And so when I would turn in a paper and it wasn't exactly the way he wanted me to word it, he counted off. Bless his heart. I can't believe he did such a thing. Yeah. But he and I didn't see eye to eye because I, I was kind of operating outside the boundaries. But when he began to help me understand Chancy, I'm not going to let you as an athlete just go through and do what you want. I'm going to make you know the information. At first, I didn't like him. But as the year went on, he became my favorite professor that I had the whole time I was in the university because what he made me do is see that I needed to know facts. And that was a wow because I went, I am so thankful that somebody said, we are not going to think outside this boundary. And that's what so often happens even in our world today. We hear something that's truth and we begin to make it the belief system that we believe fit our belief. And what teachers do is they say, nope, we're going to bring you back and make you understand the text. So good. really good. I, I really appreciate it. Dr. Brown, if you're out there listening, all good. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so let's talk about um, the gift of teaching specifically yeah. in the church. You've, you've seen a lot of examples through the years of guys that have the gift of teaching. Why is the gift of teaching so important to the body? Um, as, as the body tries to grow and learn and all those kinds of things, what do, what do you see that, that makes it so crucial 
for a flourishing, you know, church that's trying to follow Christ. Well, you know, Chad, I'm so glad you asked that because, you know, scripture really answers that, you know, and, and I go, I'm so thankful because when we look at, you know, 2 Timothy 3.16, something that we find there that's so good for us to understand is that he says, all scripture is inspired by God. It's profitable, and then he uses word, for teaching, for correction, for reproof, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God will be adequate, equipped for every good work. He kind of goes through a list there mm-hmm. that really helps us to go, when you handle accurately the word of truth that you there are certain parameters you know you want to keep it in context you want to interpret the text correctly you want to make sure that you've done your research to make sure that that text is saying what the text says and not what you wanted to say because a lot of people what they do chat is they'll they'll go application first and they'll just say that the scripture says what they wanted to say and yet it doesn't really say that because we haven't interpreted the scripture we haven't observed the text and so in our hermeneutical skills, you know, we, we observe a text, we read it three, four times before we ever even start marking any things. And then we look at the interpretation. We begin to make uh, observations of that text now based upon what the text says. Now we go deeper into that. And then after we've done all of our homework, now we can make the practical applications of what it means. And so when you look here in Second Timothy 3.16, and he says that all scripture, meaning all scripture here that we've been given these 66 books of our Bible done by over 40 authors over 1500 years, we go, this is a pretty well put together book that we can't take anything out of context of it yeah. because it is accurate. And so when he says, guys, listen, it's inspired by God. It's profitable for teaching. So when we open this book, we want to teach this book. We don't want it to say what we wanted to say. We wanted to say what God wanted us to hear. And by the way, this was to Israel, you know, and sometimes we don't, we wanted to say to us in Dallas, Texas, or, and it, and it can be made that way if we hermeneutically, meaning we look at the scriptures in context and we keep within the context of what it's saying to us today. But first it was to Israel. Hmm. It's good. I love um, when we look at verse 17. Yes. Because, it, because it gives us the result. If we do 16 right, mm-hmm. it says the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So for the church yeah. to to walk in the good works of God, the, the value is that teachers are bringing to light what the word, like what you're saying, what the word is actually saying. Yeah. And um, as you've looked at guys, you, you gave the example of, you know, Dr. Brown and, and you've had great Bible yes, teachers yes, through yes. the years. It seems like they always have an ability to bring clarity to complex ideas. Mm-hmm. Is that has that been your experience oh, as you've gosh. looked at teachers? You know, one of my favorite people in the world is a guy that we had here in the uh, uh, podcast booth recently, Tom Nelson. Tom, to mm-hmm. me, is one of the greatest teachers on the planet. And what Tom is asked to do is run a church, a big church. Now, his gift is the gift of teaching. That's what he's gifted at. And he does a phenomenal job of that. But when you, you know, and and... And everybody that knows Tom goes, man, he's one of the greatest teachers ever. He's adequate. He's equipped for every good work. And he is. But every good work doesn't mean that he's going to be great at everything that he does. That's a good clarifier. Yeah. You know, because uh, he's equipped. He's adequate. He knows what he believes. He stands on what he believes. But the negative side of teaching may be that he does command from the pulpit a great audience and teaches them very well. But like me and you, 
he may have gifts in other areas that are as strong as his gift of teaching. Yeah. So I don't use him as a negative illustration, but as a positive one. He may not be as good as leading the church as he is in teaching. And so we have to always go, everybody assumes that if we're put in a position, we must be good at everything. Yeah. And the problem with that is, that's why when we look back in Ephesians, we do need everyone. Yeah. And Romans 12. Because Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, and, and Romans 12, we look at this and go, we really do need each other. And if I, Chad, when I look at your gifts, you are a great compliment to me. I married Karen, and she's a great compliment to me. But I hope what I am is I'm a great compliment to you and a great compliment to Karen and everyone else out there because we are exercising our gifts of what God has given to us to build the body that it will that will be equipped for every good work to glorify God. Yeah. So if if there's somebody in the audience today and they're like, I don't know if I have the gift of teaching. Yeah. Like what are maybe maybe what are some of the uh, the things that you know as they study or is they're you know digging into God's word mm. that might be an indicator to go what what would they look for to go sure. I think I may teaching may be a part of the equation yeah, for me yeah. what would you say Well, I'll just use my wife for an, for an example. You know, Karen, um, she is well versed in anything she ever talks about, and the reason that she's well versed in what she talks about is because she lives by bullet points. I mean, Karen wakes up in the morning, she lives to learn and to teach. And so she has this insatiable desire to know more and more and more all the time. And so she will get up, she's studying, she's reading, she she's reading everything. When you watch Karen throughout her day and someone with the gift of teaching, they have this desire to know more and more and more about everything. Even to a fault sometimes, mm-hmm. because they will, uh, what they'll do is they'll isolate themselves. They'll be so deep in thinking they'll turn people off. Uh, that does not mean, by the way, they're bad people. Yeah. And some people go, well, they're just not very friendly. No, they will be friendly. Karen engages people well. People with the gift of teaching engage people well, but they also recharge. And their recharging is going back and reading and knowing the knowledge because they want to teach it very, very well. So we can misinterpret that. Yeah. And so I, I love that as I see this, I go, man, they love to learn. They're always teaching. They live life pretty much in bullet points. They're tight. They're to the point and sometimes offensive Yeah. because they're going to be very, very accurate in what they say. And we go, well, there's more than one way to think about that. And they'll go, no. What have you done to study that that would prove that? You yeah. know. And so they think very logically. Yeah. And so people outside the boundaries don't, and they may speak emotionally of where they're speaking very factually. Yeah, that's good. What what would be your encouragement for our teachers out there? You know, is there pr- probably some teachers feel lonely, though they mm-hmm. like to be by themselves. Mm-hmm. You just communicated. But what would be your encouragement to the, the teachers, wh- whether it's a 22-year-old yeah. person with a gift of teaching versus somebody that's older? Like, what what should they be doing mm-hmm. to maximize their gift for, for gospel service? You know, Chad, that's so good. And I think so many people, you know, we went to college, they had a gift, they saw their gift. And then when they got out of college, they never really used their gift. And 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 if that has ever happened for any of you out there, you know, the greatest thing to do is you know yourself well enough to know you love to put facts together, you love to teach well. Just make sure that you're in the Word and, and getting involved in Bible study fellowship being involved in a study out there that you're able to learn because that's one of your real desires is to learn. But then don't just learn, go teach. And so 
maximize your gift, take the information in, and then go give it back out. Because you guys are gifted and you're so needed. And there's so many people in the world today that need someone to come alongside of them to teach them accurately the word of truth. And so I, I want to really encourage you guys, if you're even out there thinking, man, I don't know, but I think this is it, get involved, go learn, and you'll find it, man, you have a quest to learn. And then, But don't just sit there and take it in like a sponge. Squeeze it back out, give it to others, and entrust into others that will entrust under the others also. That's Second good. Timothy 2 2. You're really saying, and this is true for teaching, but it's really true for all the gifts. Absolutely. If you're not exercising your gift, then your muscles are atrophying. Yeah, they like, are. So if you're not out there teaching and teaching and teaching, then eventually you're going to have the gift of teaching, right. but you haven't exercised that gift. And so when the opportunity comes, you're not going to be ready. Yeah. And you know, Chad, it's so interesting because you know what I do? Uh, about every third month, I have to take my car in to get the oil changed, to get everything checked. And so we do that to our car, but we don't do it to ourselves. You know, one of the things that we always want to be doing with ourselves is, am I evaluating myself? Am I really meeting my life verse? Am I really uh, accomplishing my vision, my purpose that I really desire to accomplish in this life to make God glorified? Yeah. And so I think, Chad, it really goes back to, am I really the man, and if there's a woman out there, Woman, they're in the will of God. Are you doing what God has gifted you with to the max? And so don't be afraid to get involved in something that's teaching you and then go teach others. And if you've been a little bit rusty and you haven't gone to get your oil changed lately, spiritually speaking, go do it. Get involved in a Bible study and allow yourself to teach the Word. That's good. Good reminder. And, um, as we continue to talk about spiritual gifts, we're going to keep circling back. We'll try to hit a couple more here as we finish out this series. But just a great reminder for all of us, whether you have the gift of teaching, evangelism, encouragement, go use it. Make sure make sure you're fresh. Make sure you got your oil checked. But get out. Use your gift to serve the body. Exercise your gift so that God would be glorified in our lives. Have a great day. Bye-bye.